Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Rift Reaction Playoff Edition. Woo! I, Actually, playoffs are super hype. Yes. So. No, they have been. I am Travis Gafford, and I'm joined by... Emily Renz, the voice that interrupts all the time. Yes, exactly. Uh, and this is, as I just mentioned, Rift Reaction Playoffs Edition, where we are talking about a bunch of playoffs things that are happening across the world. And they, as Emily said, have been super hype. Uh, how have you been this past week, Emily? It's four days of show, so I know yeah. you're not doing all four, but it's still... I'm doing three per week, so it's like... I don't realize how draining it is because it's so hype in the moment and I get home and I'm just like, why am I so tired? And then I have to think back on it and I was like, oh, you know, I just got back from, uh, it was specifically after the 100 Thieves EG series, which went all five games. It was like very hype and, you know, how could you not be, have uh, any sort of emotional reaction to what happened in that series several times, so. I uh, I don't realize I'm tired until I get home and like sit down and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. No, I mean, it has been <laughs> it has been emotionally draining, I think. So, some of these matches have just been crazy. We're going to talk about those uh, on this week's episode, uh, both the LEC and the LCS. Uh, we've got a great Q&A and poll. And then obviously we'll reference uh, some of the things that are happening over in LCK and LPL. As Emily fills me in, uh, I guess, yeah. on that. And what we've got some matches to watch as well as our reaction shots. So that's the show. But first off, I want to start with last week's Q&A, which was what team will have the biggest playoff upset win in these early weeks of playoffs? And uh, and we it'll it's interesting because now we get to uh, <laughs> now we get to, as always, look at these with hindsight 2020. Yeah. Actually, I really like, so Max, who's a regular, says, I'm not sure how serious I am, but Rogue is the most boosted team and Misfits are great. And uh, so I, I don't necessarily agree with Rogue being the most boosted team, but, uh, you know, Misfits nearly did knock off Rogue, so almost called that. There was a lot of C9 lose, GG go on to win and that obviously uh did not happen no it was cr actually kind of crushing to watch that that series because i did want to see golden guardians put up a bit of a fight and and it makes sense you know they are the team that barely snuck into playoffs but yeah no there are a ton of people probably the biggest result that people expected as yeah. that was golden guardians so yeah i mean i think tl kind of like pooping on c9 and kicking them down really uh affected people's perception of C9. Um, I think kind of a similar thing is going to happen with TSM this week. But uh, Vita there were a couple of Vitality calls, and Vitality also nearly was able to defeat Fnatic. Um, Michael McMasters, six days ago, said, LNG will beat Sooning round one, then will dominate top esports in round two. Actually called it. So congrats to congrats to him. We have uh, the most uh, five head audience members, <laughs> listeners. I think that's what's, what's really impressive. So we have uh, also our poll from last week, which was which would you rather have in the grand finals, two old guard teams or two new teams? And people uh, overwhelmingly, sixty one percent said they'd like to see two new teams in the finals. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. It's it's obviously a sign that people are ready for some change. Uh, I don't really follow NBA, but my understanding is that happened this year in the NBA Finals, and they had mm -hmm. some great viewership. So uh, I guess perhaps the world is changing, and we're ready to see 
uh, teams that are competing change with it. But without further ado, let's get into the matches themselves. LEC, we're kicking off with that. They've returned after a week off hiatus, and boy, was it exciting. Yeah, so one of Fnatic or G2 is not making Worlds. Yeah, sounds very familiar to <laughs> another situation yes. that is happening over here. But I think what's what's crazier, obviously, we have a lot of LCS listeners, I believe, or North American listeners, but you know, as, as wild as it is whenever like a C9 or a TSM doesn't make Worlds, uh, that is not that uncommon uh and there are three we kind of have the big three over there they have had historically the big two yep so the idea that one or maybe neither of these uh teams will be going to to worlds is i think particularly interesting of course yeah and i mean i think the big the big matchup to look at is the rogue misfits matchup because even with vitality and fanatic the way that fanatic play i think people could see that going to five games especially with the complications with adam having covid and they had to play remotely which was a whole big thing um they basically arranged it with the lec so they could play remote basically i think people would have been really upset if fanatic had lost but i don't think it would have been as shocking as if misfits had been able to knock rogue off and they almost did um, and so I just wanted to touch upon because we've talked about I talked about how good Rogue are, especially early game, right? And for people who haven't seen the Korean meme, they have this thing called Rogue Time, where between like twenty and thirty minutes, Rogue will overextend and and throw. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with that, but there are a lot of things that go into Rogue kind of overstepping, getting punished for it, and then because they have these like early game focus, like lane dominant compositions, it's then difficult uh, to overcome that mistake. And I think you saw that in this series as well, even with like insane plays, like the inspired uh, pentakill. If you, got, if you guys haven't seen that, I think that's probably like the kind of highlight play coming out of LEC this week, which obviously aided by Viego, who is still broken. Broken or just, you know, a very competitive <laughs> yeah, champion. <okay. laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm certainly happy to see Mad Lions go because I think I've just liked their story a lot from obviously Worlds last year, not, not, not doing so hot, but qualifying and then going to MSI this year as well. I think, you know, not performing perhaps the way that they expected, but certainly a lot better than their world situation. So I, mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what they can do at worlds this year as well. And I really like all those players, you know, they just have, I think a great passion for the game, which I guess you can say about a lot of competitors, but I feel like you really see it with those guys. And I, I just, it's cool to see a new lineup of stars in the LEC, uh, once again, returning to Worlds. So Yeah, I mean, they have great, like you've already said this, and I've said this too, after interviewing them, like they're just great guys. Like they're very fun people. Uh, watching Elioia come from Movie Star Riders to Mad and do so well this year has been awesome. Um, and yeah, like MSI didn't end as they wanted, but like they nearly made finals. Like it goes a few other ways and they knock out Damwon Kia, right? So um, I'm I'm actually super super excited to see them at Worlds because I think their team fighting is always really fun, um, and I think it's going to be continuing to iterate on like their their strengths that they already had. Yeah, well, I I'm super excited to see them. I I'm kind of curious. What do you think of the three remaining teams? I don't want to spoil our poll uh, for this week, but. What do you think I mean, of them? Honestly, like the matchup I'm looking forward to the most next week is going to be 
I, I think if Fnatic make it through, obviously everyone's going to be going like, Fnatic G2, oh my god. But the Fnatic Misfits matchup is going to be really, really interesting to me. We've talked about Misfits, and in in particular, I've talked about how much I really like uh, Razork and VTO and how they work together as a mid-jungle. Um, obviously, a lot of people are also talking about uh, Hidit and what he's been able to bring to the team since coming on and has really improved their top side. Um, so I think uh, the way that both of these teams play especially Fnatic and in how fast and loose they play sometimes. Uh, this should be a very, very fun series to watch. Yeah. I'm I'm actually really torn on the the remaining three. I'll just I'll throw our poll out now. Our poll for this week, if you open up the Rift Reaction podcast and the Spotify app on your phone, is who secures the final world spot in EU or LEC, Fnatic, G2, or Misfits? And I am actually really torn on which of these three I'd like to see go because Fnatic, uh, you know, we've had Whippo Jungle Watch as a consistent franchise segment of the show. I think it's, it's we've been a little quieter on it recently, not obviously including last week when they didn't play, but uh, I think it would be really fun to see what they could do. Uh, G2 is just like this perennial name. It, uh, obviously a lot of great players on that team. And then Misfits, I just continue to really enjoy is this like upstart org that have has tried a lot over the years, and I think they've got a great brand. So, I, I, man, it's tough for me to say which of these three I'd like. I'd like to go. I think the cool thing is that uh, a they all have different play styles. Like I've made no secret of how much I've really, really enjoyed watching this Fnatic team. Like against my initial reaction, which was Boipo swapping to jungle, giant question mark. Um, and and I think they will. Uh, possibly have have trouble if they make it to Worlds, but I've loved the improvement that this team has had, and they just have such a fun, a, like uh, proactive play style that you know maybe bites them in the ass a lot. But is is I always have a soft spot in my heart for those kind of teams. G two is an insane story because of Perks leaving, and the poss the very real possibility that neither. C9 nor G2 will make it. To Do you Worlds. remember? I've been bringing that up since <laughs> I feel like halfway through the summer split, and now it yeah, feels like it's coming Ender, to fruition. Since yeah. we talked to Ender about yes. it, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then Misfits, like you said, like I, Misfits really won me over after they didn't like completely collapse because we were just waiting for them to right. like, oh, they're just taking wins off of teams that aren't aren't ready yet or, or whatever um and they're like specifically i i talked about their mid jungle and how they like to spread that pressure to side lanes i think this team really knows how they want to play um despite the mistakes they do make and and Razork has really just had a career split so i mean i i almost want to go back and re-listen to that ender episode because it does feel like a lot of that the conversation there is would be fascinating to, yeah. to listen to uh, and in retrospect now, because I know we were projecting a lot about how how LEC would go this split, and so I don't know. It's uh, it's super fascinating. I I you said your your match that you're most interested in is the Fnatic Misfits yeah. one. Yeah, I think that's going to be really again just because I think both teams, while they make mistakes, um, they're both willing to go for counter picks. They're both willing to like Fnatic looks their best when they have just a ton of hard engage and are just totally jumping on their opponents. Um, so it's it just should be a very fun match. Yes, yes. Well, we will see how things go in the LEC this week. I'm excited to watch it all unfold. 
But now we're moving on to the LCS, which, boy, I mean, I that this week, especially the weekend games, were wild to mm-hmm. watch. Uh, I think, okay, wait, remind me, Emily, remind me, did you pick TSM to beat TL last week? I on, did. I think so. Ed, you remember also how you predict C9 and, to beat TL? I've predicted, I, I have to have these moments because... Uh, they're the only way I can continue to <laughs> to seem as though I know anything at all about League of Legends is whenever brilliant minds like you and Mark Zimmerman predict and then I end up being right. Team I Liquid... Mean, I mean, or, I wouldn't say that I'm brilliant, but yeah. I mean, I certainly would. Team Liquid continuing their reign of terror upon uh, the LC- LCS playoffs. What do you think of the, the Team Liquid TSM match? Um, I thought TL are... I mean, they just look so much more flexible than TSM. And I think the most concerning thing for me regarding TSM was that, you know, it it came in Team Liquid being able to out-rotate TSM due to small things that they were able to counter early. So, like, specifically when both teams were focusing topside, Santorin was able to track what TSM were doing really well. Um and, and if you take Spika out of that equation or if he, say, has to respond to your top laner taking half of his health at, like, level one to reset his lane and interrupt his path, uh, Santorin is going to be able to capitalize on that. Uh, so I think, like, TSM's strength has kind of been their their cross-map trading throughout the season, right? They were, they were a little bit more coordinated on that than any other team. And TL just absolutely blasted them in that area for the most part. There were a few times, like, I'm always the, like, critical critical person where I'm like, you could sink your waves and siege the base so much faster, TL, and you need to fix that if you're gonna, if you're gonna win the split and then, and then do anything at Worlds. But I think, um, it was a, it's a really, really nice showing from TL. And I think the fact that Santorin has been able to come back, be healthy, and just has such good jungle sense when it comes to tracking his opponents and also good communication with his lanes. It's just really awesome to see, honestly. Well, congrats to Team Liquid on making it at, at, to Worlds. I'm, God, I'm really excited to see how they do. And I know I shouldn't be, but I am I am <laughs> very excited because I, I just definitely feel like they're playing, I mean, North America as a whole just feels like it's playing a different type of League of Legends than it has historically. So um, I, I, I don't know, I'm very excited about it. Uh, speaking of congrats on Worlds teams, EG 100 Thieves. Yeah. That was one I did get wrong. Uh, I definitely thought that EG was going to take it. I think a lot of people did. Uh, but then I did that interview with Sven the day before, and he was like, word on the street is that 100 Thieves has gotten way better per- in the Perk past. Perk said the same thing on the desk. Too. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what? what is, I, you know, it's, where are these rumors coming from? And what are they going to mean? <laughs> and I guess we saw it the very next day. Uh, although I will say EG did not play the way that I expected them to. And I feel like a lot of people uh, felt as though perhaps they were not playing the sort of EG way that they've become known for over the, the past couple of weeks. Well, I think what happened is that, um, you know, they were able to really hard focus uh, mid jungle. And when that happens, it really affects the way that EG like to play because typically they're playing through jazuke lane dominance into transferring that to side lanes right and he's supporting the jungler um 
with contracts, it's a little bit more of him supporting the jungler, and with Svenskeren, it's a lot more of Svenskeren supporting him. But either way, they're transferring that pressure from mid jungle to to their side lanes. Um, they're typically having Danny on something he's just comfortable on. Like Danny, Danny and Ignar have not been known for their laning two v two. In fact, I think people would say it's probably their weakest part as a duo bot. Um, and I think when you shut down that mid jungle, it it really hinders a lot of what eg want to do i know people are really going to hard focus on traft and the fact that the viego rise was like un unbroken uh until the final game and then even then they could have uh picked the rise but then then didn't so i feel like we have a lot of game final game drafts that people are have a lot of questions on like the tsm one um but in terms of eg i think it's a good blueprint to be EG, I'm slightly nervous about 100 Thieves going to Worlds, uh, but I do know that they have the talent, so it's just a matter of refinding that uh, that flexibility as well that they they had in terms of playstyle and also shoring up their mid-game. Yeah, I, I mean, I know 100 Thieves fans will probably hate me for saying this, but I... Uh, God, I think I would have been a little bit more optimistic about EG going to Worlds than I would have 100 Thieves, and... Uh, I but I'm excited to see what Hundred Thieves can do, but I think I it's tough when for the past I don't know month or so they haven't looked as dominant as they did in the beginning. They obviously looked better in this series, but when you combine it with like well, EG I feel like did not play the way a lot of people expected them to. It's hard because you it's not uh, maybe if Hundred Thieves wins a split or something like that, I'm gonna feel a lot better, but. I don't know. Right now, I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see how that plays yeah. out. I think my hesitance comes from the fact that, obviously, they're really good at preparing for best of five. Like, they took the time that they had, and they really, really prepared for EG, and they executed on their game plan really, really well. Um, so I think that is a positive, but they have a lot of issues that they still haven't fixed from when we saw them losing in the... Um, and mainly that you could see them stalling out in the mid game, right? Yeah. And then they just don't necessarily know how to close the game. So that's, I mean, I, I'm saying I'm not saying anything that I'm sure they're not already aware of. So C9, TSM, AG are who's left along with along with Immortals, but uh, and, and maybe they can embarrass. I don't know. The hot by. the hot take now is that IMT are going to beat TSM, which I do not think, but I can see why people are saying it. Similarly to why people were saying that Golden Guardians were going to. I beat just in a best of five. C9. I don't. I. Like, even if my opinion of TSM has fallen a lot from that TL series, I still am just like, I don't have enough faith in Immortals in a best of five to really think that that's going to happen. But what's fascinating is that on Hotline League last night, uh, Mark, myself, and Papa Smithy, I think, all said we wanted to see EG take the final slot. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are kind of rooting for EG. I, I love EG, actually. I want to see EG take the final spot for a lot of reasons that people have already said. Um, obviously, uh, the play style thing is a huge one because you'd have three teams going that have very different play styles. And I think that's actually always a good thing to have. Like when we talk about the top LPL teams and why LPL has been really successful at um, the past uh, few world championships, even though they didn't win last year, is that they always have one team that hits the meta exactly right, right? So last year it was Sooning, uh, the year before that it was FPX, um, and the year before that it was uh, Invictus Gaming. And, uh, you know, it's always good to have a spread of teams with different play styles because typically you're going to have one hit. I also just wanted to give a congrats to Danny for having 
just an insane pop-off play. Well, so that was an amazing play. Absolutely love to see it. And I think it was great that then, because not only was it that play, but then immediately they were able to turn it, use it to turn around the game. And like, you know, people thought last night on hotline league, uh, <laughs> Papa Smithy was telling a story about how him and Reaper came out to sit in the audience thinking that they were going to go on stage uh, because they they thought that game was over and then the game ended and Jazuke stood up and was laughing at them for having come out. So just uh, the the way the that game turned he, around. He also later like apologized. Jazuke is such a great yes. a great person. Honestly, he's fucking hilarious. Um, but I do I want to really quickly just a- ask you. Uh huh. Is there a chance? I'm I'm on the Danny hype train. Is there a chance that we are like really over hyping Danny? Because I remember people think. S- s- feeling incredibly excited for tactical and FBI. It feels like we frequently get excited about young ADC talent. And then like the next year they become good, but not like the the next coming of, of Jesus. So. so very quietly, I actually think tactical has had a really, really strong split, but um, that aside, I think, uh, I think Danny is insane out of lane like one thing that I noticed with him when I was looking at him in amateur and something I brought up on the desk several times is that his team fight micro on specific champions is so good like he instinctively does everything right like in that in that play he does everything as correctly as he possibly can basically um and you can make an argument that you know 100 these players shouldn't shouldn't have done this or blah 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 but like in, in his situation, from his perspective, he does everything almost like exactly correctly, including like jump timing and when he's going to fog and all that stuff. Um, and it's really hard to have that. It's really hard to teach that. Um, and the big thing about the Danny play that I really appreciated is that people on my timeline who constantly shit on NA or have been using NA as like a punching bag were even like, holy shit, this kid is so good. Yeah. And that's such a great... Uh, I mean, it's just such a great moment for him to have something that stands out that much that makes people who regularly shit on your region or the fact that NA doesn't have any talent or whatever stand up and say like, wow, you are legitimately good. For Danny, I think he still needs to work on his leaning, which I already said. Like, I I think their 2v2 is not great. Um, I think especially on certain champions, he's obviously less comfortable on. Um, and can kind of give up a lot of advantages in lane as well, but that's all something that can come with experience. Well, let's talk about the matches that we have coming up in North America. We we already talked about the TSM Immortals, EGC nine. I feel like this is, I mean, this is going to be a really big game. I yes. feel like, yeah, and it's kind of wild to me. I know it's, I guess, the way the schedule has to work, but it's wild to me that it's on Thursday. Uh, but I almost feel like they should have put the TSM Immortals game on, on Thursday and then this one on, on Friday. But I guess TSM, you want to, you, they're the biggest team, so it makes sense. But, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how flex scheduling works. I'm not that into the, into the weeds in, in terms of broadcast. I just I, show up and comment. I feel like I, I actually have no idea how this game is going to go or the series because, I feel like C9 really needs to turn stuff around if if they're going to take it. I mean, obviously, they had an incredibly dominant series against Golden Guardians, but there's a pretty big difference between Golden Guardians and EG. Yeah. And so I have I have absolutely no idea what to expect from it. Yeah, and I think um, it is pretty important to point out that they have a losing record against EG uh, from this split. 
I, yeah, but I think that well, well, no, that this is what I'm going to bring up next is I think if you're looking at a best of five with both of these teams, it's going to come down to a lot of counter picks. It's going to come down to a lot of points where C9 are going to want to flex uh, their hands and their just like mechanical prowess. And we're still going to see a lot of um, trying to transfer mid jungle to side lane pressure, especially top side for C9. So I, I think in that type of game, EG should still have the edge unless C9 improve exponentially in, in terms of their communication and, and their actual like macro trading. TL hundred thieves. I think TL is going to take that three one. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think it's, I think it's going to be a dominant three one. Like I think it's going to be a three one kind of like how people are looking at the TSM match where they're like, Oh, this one play happened and they lost a game, but yeah, it's still very like TL favored. I'm so impressed with TL right now. Uh, I think I think they are by far the best team in North America by a lot. I, that based off everything we've seen in playoffs so far. It turns out when your jungler isn't suffering from debilitating migraines. Well, it's not just that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it. I, obviously, that's been huge, but it also just feels like they've been playing a bit of a different game uh, in playoffs and in a different style. I mean, you've seen Core JJ return more to the roaming uh, that he he's historically known for. I feel like there was less of that during the split. I feel like you've just seen everybody really turn it on. So I don't know. I am very excited to see how this match goes um, and how TL goes over the course of this because I think uh, I I mean part of me doesn't want them to win because I feel like historically our first seeds have been a little cursed. Uh, uh, but I don't know. I'm I'm well. Pumped. NA doesn't have a first first seed that that's true. This year. I, I but. We still, I still feel like you know, look, zero six <laughs> hangs heavy on the yeah, mind. Yeah, no, um, I mean, I, I still credit Santorin a lot, and it's not just him as an individual, but in terms of the way the team is playing and the way that they're again have just been able to up their macro so much. And as you pointed out, uh, come up with a lot of really like early to mid game strategies that we didn't see them playing during the season. So. Yes. Well, regardless, I am I am just pumped for playoffs. It's it's been great because I think look the second half of the split really reinvigorated a lot of my my hype for the LCS right now because you you did see like the how fierce the competition was, but playoffs in particular, so many of these games have just been fantastic. So, all right, our Q and A this week is was written by someone who's not me. I just want to put that out there. I was not the one who came up with this, though I stand by it. Which is what message does it send to North America if both TSM with Sword Art and C9 with Perks don't make it after they spent all that money? <laughs> but I uh, written again, not by me. Uh, but I mean, I, I I just figured. So I was the one that wrote this. I just figured everyone's talking about it on like the periphery and like dancing around it. Just go ham. Like, what do you guys think? Let me know. That's true. That's true because. The teams I don't think listen to to this because they without without video, you know, these players and the coaches and et cetera, they don't know what to do. They can't they fall apart. So it's a safe place for us to talk about it and for you guys to maybe not flame, but man, it is it is wild to me. I mean that's a I gotta be honest, it is one of the other reasons I think it'd be exciting to see EG go is because I really am over the overspending in the league. I mean, I think this reminds me a lot of what was going on with LPL 
around like 2014 off season through like 2017 ish uh, until 2018 when teams really started to get their shit together regarding like who they actually wanted to bring over and salaries deflated because basically a lot of the inflated salaries were from uh, like big streaming contracts from companies in China. So it just uh, it just reminds me of a lot of uh, things I've seen in LPL already. We do not have Imp walking around in a fur coat yet. No, we need that. Where's my fur coat? Where's my dog purse? We're spending all this money and we're not getting (laughs) our players in fur coats. Where's where's Perks in a fur coat? All Where's right. the dog purse, man? So, so again, purse. please open uh, Rift Reaction on the Spotify app and let us know. Uh, we love to read your Q&As. All right, we are now heading into the back of the book, though I'd love it if you could just provide a little update for everybody on the LCK and LPL playoffs. Yeah, so LCK has not started yet for, for people that weren't aware. They actually had one more week of regular season play because they started... Um, a little bit later, if I remember. Uh, so the series I'm recommending is the Damwon Kia Live Sandbox series because I do think you get to see uh, some of the strengths that Damwon Kia still have against one of the hot like upcomers that you're going to be looking at in playoffs. Um, playoffs are, I jokingly said KT versus Live Sandbox, but uh, I'm not actually really recommending that series. Um, KT aren't even anywhere near postseason. Um but yeah, so quarterfinals are going to be Nongshim versus Afrika. For those that haven't been paying attention, Nongshim has been the absolute hot team. Peanut just won MVP for the split. Um, and they're just this really fun mixture of, uh, you know, old, old guard, I guess, and then Gori and and players like Gori and Dukdum who are really coming into their own as, as younger talent. Um, versus Afrika, who I think are, you know, pretty exploitable, basically due to the fact that uh, Fly is their mid laner and has like a very specific style. Um, I think this should go Nongshim's way. And then the big one is T1 versus Live Sandbox, because Live Sandbox have been a lot hotter in season than T1 has. So now it's a matter of can T1, um, you know, step up as they usually do in playoffs. Semifinals, uh, Damwon Kia and Genji have already been seeded. And for those that don't know, Damwon Kia has already qualified for Worlds based on championship points. So we just don't know their seeding. Boom. Returning. Uh, LPL. LPL. Uh, we had some banger playoff matches, guys. Uh, I, like I said to that one commenter, props to him. I, th- I believe his name was Michael for calling the LNG would beat Sooning and then roast top esports. So the the series I'm recommending, or I guess I could recommend them in tandem, would be the LNG top series. Um, it is really interesting. You get to see the fact that... Uh, if Ziggs is a hotly contested pick in LPL and LNG's counterpick to that has been vain. And I'll let you guys decide how much you like that response or not. But you know what? It's been working for them uh, even when they picked it early in the Sooning series because their teams refused to draft a... Uh, you know, uh, actual CC for Vayne. Um, and then I, I also re- kind of recommend WE BLG. It's a 3-0, um, but it's it's somewhat close. And also, you just get to see Breathe lock in Riven and, and end up doing super well. So um, 
I think it's a it's a cool a few cool looks from WE as a team. This is kind of the, one of the teams everyone's expecting FPX just based on their championship points already. Everyone's kind of expecting FPX, RNG, and and EDG to be the three teams that are going to go. Um, so now it's uh, between WE, Rare Adam, and LNG as to who is going to be the fourth seed is kind of how it's looking based on championship points and how these teams have been playing. So the upcoming matches this week are really interesting because it's when we get to see, um, you know, we get to see RNG for the first time. We get to see Rare Adam for the first time. Um, and it, we get to see FPX and, and EDG. So uh, look forward to that. I especially think whoever wins the LNG RNG series and has to face FPX, that's gonna be really interesting. It's time for reaction shots. They actually do music. They do music. You don't need to do the music. Okay. Uh, So for me, I've been reflecting a lot, and I guess I could have talked about this last week, but it really hit me this week, how much the all-pro results for the LCS prove that it's not really about spending money in North America. And I need to caveat that, because obviously Golden Guardians is spending a lot different than Team Liquid is. But if you look at the players on these teams who are ending up in all pro, especially when you, you take into uh, the take into account the fact that Core JJ like kind of barely snuck in to all pro. He obviously ended up in first, but like he was if you Support pull out the was hotly contested. Hotly contested yeah. media, if you strip those out, like the Core JJ's not even think even in the top three. You just look at that team and like, I am pretty sure, I don't have all the numbers, but I am pretty confident that if you added up the salary for those five players and you put them on a team, that team would not be in the top five most paid teams in the league. And so I I am, I am hoping that team owners, and I know that this is not normally the way it goes, but I'm really hoping that this year they take a moment to reflect and think like, okay, where is the value in this league from a player perspective? And it is not, it is not on incredibly highly unpaid or paid uh, imported players. It is on making these long-term bets. I mean, you have players like FBI who, whenever he brought over here, people didn't really care anything about him. And then he was able to develop into this all-star player. You have, uh, not on, on first all pro, but you've got like closer up there. Who's like a very similar situation. There's just so many speaker who was somebody who was developed through, through the TSM system. There's just so many players on that list that are not like incredibly highly paid imported players. And I am not saying that we shouldn't ever import players or that we shouldn't pay people a lot, but I just, I, I don't know. I'm probably going to flesh this out into like a longer video as I, I kind of think about it more, but it's definitely been something that's on my mind recently, just how uh, a lot of the assumptions I think about where the value is and in, in bringing players over here is they're just not really panning out. So my reaction shot is based on a conversation that I had with one of our producers as he was like setting up, uh, you know, moving the the set around in between. He's like, Emily, you know, like seriously, how do you think NA is going to do this year? Like, and I'm just like, it's going to be tough, but my my argument is that NA is still, again, I think it's looking the best that they have in a while this summer. I think the teams that we send uh, most likely are going to 
at least make some noise. The difficult part is that you have four Chinese teams and four South Korean teams going along with the three European teams. So it will be very difficult. Like it's even a difficult task to get out of groups. But I still think that watching North American teams, A, during playoffs has been really fun. And then B, is going to be fun at Worlds. Like I don't think we're going to see um, a, a TSM 06 again this year. And you can pin this and make, come back and make fun of me if I'm wrong later on. But with the teams that we've seen and with the teams that are likely going, which I'm, I'm going to assume is probably either EG or C9 of the lower bracket, it's actually going to be super entertaining to watch NA at Worlds. Like I'm not... I'm not on the hopium hype train that maybe Travis and the guys on the dive are, but I do think at the very least, North American teams will not fold 06 to their opponents in groups. Okay, I'm not on the hopium hype train. I know you are. You've been tweeting about it. I'm just I've saying. saying. You have. I've seen the tweets. I've, I've seen the tweets. I'm saying it's. I've been trying to get pulled onto the hopium hype train and I'm resisting. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, I whatever. will say I've got a first I'm class a KT ticket. Fan. I know how this works. I've got a first class ticket in my hand and it's, it's, it is tempting. All right, everyone. This has been rift reaction episode 14 playoffs edition. Maybe we'll see hopium levels rise as the weeks continue on. Uh, but as always, thanks everyone for uh, listening and please follow us on Spotify. Tweet us, let us give uh, your feedback or give us your feedback, and we'll catch you next week. See ya.